Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. What is what? What are you doing? I said, Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. No, you said, Welcome Welcome to to Bonehead Weekly. Weekly. I just like the way it sounded. This that's uh, uh, that was a choice. That was it was a a choice. choice. And life is about choices, and my life, gentlemen, is about poor choices. Fuck you. Huh. Huh. That's all you got. Huh? Great, great. That's a great way to. Uh, and as you can see, welcome you can see our show with your that, attitude. Yeah, there. and with oh, our, my with attitude's our... only pissy towards. I like the audience. And you all know, with our, uh, if only with they the... returned that feeling. Ooh, he's saying I'm... you suck and nobody likes you. I think that's untrue. And he also said I you had a shitty several beard. of us on here that no one likes. <laughs> James, say that thing you said about his beard again. Did I say something about his beard? Yeah, you just did. I don't Shh. often think about it. I mean, that's just well, you don't until the bristles are underneath your chin. He's got all that protein strands hanging off of his face, complex and, as they are, DNA and all. And our chemistry, as, as for our audience listeners, uh, is a perfect example of what our topic is today. R two little d two. What you said? Chemistry. 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 He's just, he's that's a he bad did. joke. It's a bad, shitty joke. What does R2D2 have to chemistry? do with chemistry? Because it's the only way he passed chemistry. Do you not know this story? He's oh, told he it more times. To me. The, only thing he, the only thing he's brought up more than that story is uh, how much he loves children of men. Oh, I'm glad uh, you got like, there. No, now, no, once you're done talking about children of men, will you do me a favor and tell me a story about that one guy that wrote that short story that one time? It's no longer children of men. It's call me by your name or whatever the hell that Timothy did that. Oliphant. Oh, I do like Timothy. Olympic. (laughs) But no, Timothy Chalamet. That is a good movie. Call me by your name. I thought you were going to say talk to me. That's also a a good movie. If you get a chance, check that out. Dead air, guys. Dead air. No, (laughs) what's the topic? We're talking about couples. So we spent the last two episodes talking about some of our favorite screen couples. No, we talked... We two episodes. We actually have another. We have an episode in between where we didn't talk about couples. Well, that's because we couldn't find James, right? And so, now we found James. So aren't we so lucky? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry things happened. I mean, you're sorry things happened. I'm sorry that I am sorry things happened. Um, it. I'm just saying the next time you try to send an assassin after me, get one that will actually get the job done. Well, that's because I sent myself and I'm an idiot. I make poor decisions. <laughs> I told you this earlier. Yeah. Well, once again, dead air, James. Wait no, I'm not. Back. I'm waiting for you to back. go. What are we doing? All right. Where we're talking you? about the worst screen couples. We did the best ones and we had a couple people who commented and, and I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, Mickey and Mallory Knox. That's not a bad one. Some yeah. people on YouTube was like, you dumb asses. You forgot this. So we do read your comments. And actually, I appreciate you bringing that up. That is that is a fun one. It's not one of my favorites, but it is a yeah. fun one. It's a fun one. And like I said, if we talked about every single couple, uh, we would have another Stephen King series of, of episodes. And we don't want another one of those. And truthfully, we probably could have done a third. And this is probably going to be our last couple. Because we really, what happened was, is I was, well, I don't know if this, I think it's true for all three of us. But I was looking through some of the best screen couples as i was researching and as i got to a couple of them i was like no this is a terrible couple these are awful people right did anybody else have this experience well i didn't i don't yeah you and james do i don't look mine up readings for losers is that what you say <laughs> well, no i mean but uh, yeah no no i was gonna say there's some like for instance uh one of the 
couples I, I, I said was, you know, there was something to it was, of course, the narrator and Marla from Fight Club. And that pops up on all sorts of they're they're the worst couple. Yeah. And I don't I don't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that does come examples. up on a lot of worst couples. And yeah. I don't think that's a bad couple either. See, I disagree with both of you on that one. I don't I don't necessarily think that's a, a very healthy relationship. Oh, I'm not and talking about healthy. At the, at the end, it's not really determined that she's going to stay with him. She's actually absolutely con- confused and terrified as to what is happening. And isn't in the book different that she doesn't want the book? Yeah, I think so. The movie's a little bit more of yeah. kind of being together and the book's a little bit more. Yeah. She yeah the, be with him. I haven't yeah, read she, the book yeah. a long time. I have read yeah. the book, but. Well, do you so one of the ones that if you guys don't mind, no, because this is probably one of the most famous screen couples of all time, and it was on a lot of lists. And by the way, when you look up some of these other lists that I've looked up, some of the best screen couples are actually on some of the worst screen couples. And this is one of them, although I haven't seen it in any worst screen couples. And it's a movie I know that the other two don't care for, but I appreciate it just because it's one of the grandiose filmmaking or film films of all time. And I do appreciate a lot of the performances. Rhett and Scarlett are terrible people. Well, actually, Rhett's just a rogue. He's just, he's just, he's, he's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? One of you. It's not, a, it's kind a, of a, a scoundrel. scoundrel. He's a scoundrel, but a, a scallywag. Yeah, he's he's not really a carpetbagger, but he's 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 got he's very suave. He has money. He likes women. He hangs out with whores. He likes to drink. But at the same time, he's the most likable because to me, even today, if I watch it, I never find how people find all this empowerment from Scarlett O'Hara. She is an awful, terrible person who does nothing but rip apart people who are close and who love her. And why on earth does what does Rhett see in her? I have no idea. I, well, yeah, I, I, this is one I can't quote money. on because this is one of those classics in cinema history that I have never seen. It, it's a good movie. It's completely inaccurate of of actual history. It's, well, that Birth a, of a Nation, tons yeah, of movies. Yeah, so. yeah, but also I've watched Spike Lee talk about Birth of a Nation and appreciating it for what exactly it is and, and the filmmaking behind it. Oh and no no! Is, I, you you can appreciate the art form or the right. the techniques, and I violence. completely appreciate. And honestly, there's a lot of scenes in Gone with the Wind. If you put it on here, I will stop and watch it because it's hard not to. The movie's just damn good. It's just damn good. Several directors. Not going to get into that. Pretty much, it is a fever dream of a Margaret Mitchell novel made by uh, David O. Selznick, who was a, one of the most powerful producers as far as having so much control of doing so much cocaine and speed for a year, for a couple of years to get that movie done. Right. And it's all documented, but I do not understand why Rhett and Scarlett show up on these lists as great screen couples because <clears throat> I get him. I understand him. And I understand that she is a spoiled little bitch. So who still, no matter what happens, still wants what she wants and is just, I don't know. She's just one of the most unappealing characters played by the amazing, (laughs) I almost forgot her name. Maureen O'Hara, right? That's not her name. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got a cough. Joe's having an episode. He's Somebody's... going down. He's going down. James, who's the who's the actress who played Scarlett O'Hare? She was married 
to Sir Lawrence <laughs> Olivier. Mrs. Lawrence Olivier, that you just said. Oh my God, why can't I, I actually know the answer? But I why couldn't I think? Joe's of coughing it? and James is completely. <laughs> James is stroking out, and I'm the only one. And I can't. I've never seen the movie, and I don't give two rats asses about it. Oh, you should actors. though, Chad. You should watch it. I know. I'm a. I'm a cinephile. I should watch it. It's well, let's just... not talk about that. The kids, you really need to leave alone. But you should oh. watch that movie. Vivian <laughs> Lee, by the way. Vivian, Vivian Lee. Lee. Oh, I, I knew it was. Fa- I knew it was Fay Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that honestly, was you not remembering the name and then looking up and seeing what Chad put in his name made me all at once. And I had an episode. Joe's nose tumor. I had an episode. I had an episode. <laughs> Joe's nose tumor. Hmm. Yeah, for those people, I'd usually I have I have a tendency to just write some random thing in my my for, on my name in Zoom, and I wrote Joe's nose tumor because why not? And Joe's muted. I muted Thank so you. someone wouldn't hear me cough one more time. I know we appreciate that. So <laughs> that's my first one. Why don't you all eat my tumor and tell me your picks? James, do you want to go first? Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, I'm going to go. go. I've got nothing but classics. I'm going to start actually with my only modern one. You want to know the definition of a horrible, horrible couple. And I don't care whether you read the books or you watch the show. These two people probably shouldn't be around other human beings, especially one of them. I'll let you decide which one. But it's hard to find a worse couple than Jamie and Cersei Lannister. <laughs> Not yeah, I, for a if lot you of reasons. Remove, I would say, but, but even if you remove the incest issue, which is a big that's a big thing to remove, but even if you remove that, they yeah. have children together, whatever. But there's not it's all manipulation, right? It's all like he at times seems to really care about her, but she cares about the children more than I mean, there's a lot of complications in that. It's it's a violent relationship. It's betrayal on every level of of the their own families, uh of their own family, I guess. It's controlling, it's manipulative, like I guess I, I, it shows up in the show, but it's definitely in the books too. Like she uses herself to get him to do whatever she wants him to do. You, and does all, she love him in the show? You kind of believe she loves him and he definitely loves her, but does she love him in the book? Yeah. You get the sense that maybe, but at the same time, she also has to have that power, right? Yeah. I don't feel like she can love anybody. She, all she wants is the power. So well, she loves her children. Well, I was about to say, I think she loves her children. But once she lo- once she starts to lose them and realizes that she can't save them, I mean, she doesn't realize she can't save them. But you know, once she starts to realize, like her, that's actually the only time she really starts to realize she wants him back is so she can have another child. Mm-hmm. Because that's and so she manipulates him into coming back. And, Literally. Um, <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> so i mean i i, I think it, obviously yes the the incest thing is a major problem with the relationship but on top of everything and else just, like, what do you if, mean by major if um well joe um you probably shouldn't sleep with siblings i it's just I, it's I my rule any. i know i know so i have to sleep with one of your siblings that's how this works i don't that like that's accurate. Not anyway. Don't you have a thing with Chad's mother? I mean, I don't want to get into the sibling. Well, issue. I wanted to make sure that we got it all covered. 
But no, so I mean, honestly, that's just if you read the books, if you watch the show, it is one of the most. Because I, like I said, I think there's times when Jamie really does care, and he really does. He wants what's best for her and for both and their children. But at the same time, you know, they're just it's if you want a definition of a toxic relationship. I mean, if you look at all the time that, quite frankly, they betray each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, by the way, I mean, he betrays because it's sympathetic when he does it, when he turns, you know, when he tries to do the right thing. But at the <laughs> same time, he is betraying her. He is betraying, way, you know, everything. Joe, you want to know why uh, twins shouldn't uh, have offspring? I, uh, I'm in your free time. Look up the Habsburg chin. Chin? Chin. Yeah. Habsburg chin. Habsburg chin. Habsmere shin. <laughs> history people history <laughs> history of the pep schmear schmin yes <laughs> i would like some schmear please <laughs> on my bagel james are you done james you're ready for me yeah i mean i if y'all want me to go further on no actually, i think i actually, think you described I will the say sex this. between two I, siblings enough i will say this one more time actually i think cersei is the word is worse and i i, I don't mean to say any woman in a relationship is worse but if you also look at what she does to you know her actual husband Mm -hmm. it's she's a very dark character and she's very uncaring and so yes i i couldn't think of a a worse couple um in in more recent uh pop culture than than the lannisters go chad um so my worst couple actually transcends multiple pop cultures they're in movies they're in tv they're in i think even radio uh as well as comic books one couple that is absolutely horrible and they should not be together batman and catwoman those are two i i think it's always is it because it's just it's it's wrote it's kind of written i mean it's kind of is that what you mean they're always pushing it to happen they're, yeah, they're always pushing it to happen, and then there's always something that that the writers and everybody else puts into it that prevents them from being together. I mean, uh, one of the biggest one, yeah. You know, for example, uh, in the early mid two thousands, they had this whole storyline going where they were a couple. Batman. It was it started in the Hush story arc. One mm-hmm. of the, the one of the best uh, stories in comic book history is the Hush story arc um, done by Jim Lee and uh, Jeff Loeb uh, and they started romance, but then it literally happens. It's, it's month after month of Batman of Catwoman being there for Batman and Batman being off on his own, but giving Catwoman duties and, and just Catwoman getting obliterated by Batman's villains, comic book after comic book, just this woman who's just there to love this guy and all he's doing is getting her completely destroyed every month. Um, and then are there, you know, there's also the whole thing of uh, there's, they, there's just tons of, of bad things that happen between these two people and Batman. All he cares about is protecting the city, protecting the innocent. He doesn't really, he has his relationships and, but they're not the priority. But then you have Catwoman who is technically a villain, but she loves him and is willing to do anything for him, but he can't do it back. But yet it's just every so many, every time it, 
pop culture just puts them back together just to split them back apart. And go ahead. And I think you're right. I think that's the entire thing about Batman. At least in in most modern interpretations, he has to kind of be alone, right? I mean, and so it's like Superman or Clark Kent and Lois can work out because he's the big Boy Scout. Right. Batman is one step away from being, you know, on the six o'clock news. It's a crazy guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And every single time, like, yeah, and it's like he has this set group that keeps coming back to them because they're just dysfunctional. But Catwoman by far is the worst because she loves this guy and I, he loves her in a way, but they just can't connect, but they just can't separate either. It's just one of those key definitions of a toxic relationship that shouldn't be happening. But yeah. there you go. So that's my first pick. Okay. Now, this one's on a lot of lists, but I'm going back and forth about it because, yes, they're terrible to each other, but one of them still loves the other one, and they're just awful. And I'm kind of curious how you all feel about this, about being worst couples in film history. Oliver and Barbara in The War of the Roses. What do you all think? I mean, yeah. That they are terrible, but isn't that also who they are? That's what yeah. I, yeah. So back to like, I mean, not to borrow cliche, but every pot has its lid, right? I have like, no idea what you're talking about right now. Did you say you brought a lid? Well, my, my, the point being is, I'll, 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 I'll continue Chad's thing. Say is a big New York chicken lawyer. <laughs> I say, I say, <laughs> uh, but no, but Batman needs a Joker. Right, yeah. there are some people, and and I've actually known some people like this who need in a spouse or in a friend or somebody that will make them miserable. I, that's not the way I should say it, but that will challenge them. That will, quite frankly, not take their crap. Yeah. So if you've never seen War of the Roses, go outside right now and do it. Why you it's need to Tom, do it? It's outside. about Tom. It's about Tom Cruise fighting aliens. That's right. War of the Roses. Now, once you watch it, come back to me. And Kathleen Turner's character just doesn't love him anymore, wants rid of him. And that's awful, but he still loves her, but he's a very boring person and he just wants to stay. Is it because he loves her? Is it because he doesn't want to lose her because he doesn't want to lose anything? And then eventually they get mad at each other and don't want to give up the house. And that's what everything goes to hell. I just want to point out Michael Douglas is the king of being, uh, an asshole in relationships. I don't know. I thought he was really good uh, to everybody in Basic Instinct, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I mean, he was a passionate lover. Fatal attraction, disclosure. Yeah. Yeah, disclosure. Demi did him bad. Yeah. Demi did him bad. So back to what I was saying. I the reason I wanted to bring this up as my second one is because yes, they shouldn't be together. They're terrible, terrible for each other. But at the same time, that's also what's what the, makes the movie work so well. What's the what's the one where he the where he's fighting? Is it Black Rain? Yeah. Where, is it Andy Garcia that gets his head chopped off by Black the Yakuza? Rain. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. See what but he did I don't Andy know Garcia? that there's. Well, I guess the subtext Ridley Scott Which? was going for is that the, he and Andy were sleeping together. Which is is <laughs> it, it, that's a weird choice as a follow up to Purple Rain, but people make choices. Well, yeah. 
What would you prefer? Maroon snow? What kind of precipitation oh, are you looking for? What color? Oh, you know what? I mean, could we make maroon snow? Yeah. I mean, the film. I mean, right now, I, I think there's a strike, but I think if we're an independent film, we can do it. We right? could just go ahead and shoot the shit out of it. I mean, we yeah. don't really need a script or a plot. No, I mean, quite frankly, it's if this keeps going on, eventually they're just going to need something to put up on that screen. And gentlemen, why not us? Why not me? <laughs> James. Lower your expectations and take a ride. They already have. They're already listening. James. Oh, uh, I'm going to go classic again because I think this is an archetype that you can't beat. Uh, terrible, <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible relationship. That has lasted through the centuries. Zeus and Hera. Mm. You can't, I mean, absolutely. Think about that that relationship. You're not talking about the Hercules version from Disney. No, no, no. I was going to say, ignore that one. But if you you go back to those stories and some of the adaptations, not the Disney one, but if you go back to those stories and read them, Here's almost every uh, almost every Zeus encounter. Zeus sees a human, usually a woman, usually that he wants to um, bangulate get to know. Bangulate would be another way to say it. And when he meets said woman, he proceeds to do what he wants to do, and and normally they're for it. Um, but then his old lady Hera <laughs> finds out, who also happens to be his sister. Maybe it's a sibling. And wife thing. Well, it worked for the Lannisters. Um, but you know, they will they then come back and 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 does she get mad at Zeus and try to punish him? Oh no, no. Oh, that's that's her husband. She's not gonna do that. But oh, for Hercules, she'll drive him crazy and make him kill his own children. Uh for Ao, oh, you know, she'll I believe I yeah I was the one that she turned into a cow and sent flies to mercilessly sting her for eternity to punish her for having sex with her husband. But did Zeus have to hear about it? Nope. Lamia, Lamia made her kill her own children. Didn't punish hmm. Zeus. Made her kill her own ch- children and turned her into a monster that would eat other children. Echo. I could go on. Literally, right. tons of stories about Zeus going out. And having relations with tons of humans, the humans are always punished by Hera. And it's almost this enabling thing, right? Because Zeus is like, oh, no, I really cared about that one. That's terrible. I feel bad. But then he goes and does it again, and she never punishes him or confronts him, really, if you read most of them. Never actually even says anything to him, just kills or injures or changes the human and Zeus just goes about his merry way doing it again it is they are toxic for one another because she more or less is enabling his behavior by not confronting him and he doesn't really see a problem because she never actually says anything Mm. it is probably one of the worst relationships in the history of fiction because they're just terrible for one another, but nobody st- nobody confronts either one of them. Nobody tells Hera going, hey, you probably need to stop killing humans. Your husband's over there bangulating another one. Actually. And nobody, so it's, 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 it's a great example of just a terrible relationship that has now been adapted into pop culture. 
outside of the Disney version tons and tons of times before. So there you go. I mean, I don't like I didn't know mine would have this weird incest scene because I forgot that Zeus and Hera were also technically siblings. But well, I mean, I'm not shocked, Chad. I'm not either. Yeah, but, no, uh, your sister, man. All right. I mean, I mean, the rest of us slept with her. Why not you? Once again, <laughs> why not me? <laughs> Reason. Hey, I'm happily married. Now, my wife's not. She's miserable. No, let's be no, honest. No. But, but I am. He's definitely the Kathleen time. Turner in this uh, in this scenario. But anyway, yeah, no. So I mean, that's 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 another terrible pop culture relationship, dating back prehistoric. Chad, not really prehistoric. They weren't dinosaurs. So, I gotta go with one that I think actually uh, surpasses Zeus and Hera. Oh, if you pull out Mars and whatever other candy bar, no, nope. I couldn't think of uh, any other Roman mythology. And uh, I am actually deviating from movies and Greek cult. <laughs> uh, Greek cults. Uh, You've never yeah. deviated from a Greek cult. Uh, I want to go to television and I want to talk about maybe one of the worst couple in television history, Al and Peggy Bundy. But no, once I, again, are they that that's the same thing I have with the with the roses. They, they but that's they, kind of what makes them awesome. Because they literally can't stand one another. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't have went for four. And they're seasons. miserable together. Yeah. Uh Al will any time every time there was an, a very attractive woman, he would think nothing about. But how do I get with her? Yes, even though he couldn't do it. Well, he also wife... had his his uh, connection to print journalism, sir. When what was it? Biggins was that the name of the magazine? You oh, read? I, yeah, I think it was. No, but that's the name of my manifesto. <laughs> By the way, I would love to actually see that needs to be a book cover. Biggins, the Joe Lewis manifesto. I mean, there seriously is one of the one of the best Christmas episodes in television history is uh, their take on "It's a Wonderful Life," where Al just wants to be wish he never was born, and so his guardian angel, played by Sam Kennison of all people. Shows him what life would have been like if he hadn't been born, and all of his family are happy. Let's not even forget about the fact that his kids, who have a different father, look exactly like the kids him and Peggy had. We're we're just going to forget about that. But they're all insanely happy, and it looks like he should not be there. Like he actually should not be. But instead, he goes, "No, I want to exist because I want to make them feel miserable because that's what they've done to me." Yeah. You've talked about it on here before. But, I know, but, you know I know, I and think... I have. And it's a textbook. These people should not be together. They are a horrible, horrible couple. But, but at the same time, when anybody messes with the family, they, they get along fine to get back they do. at them. But that's because it's their dysfunction. They can hate each other, but the moment somebody hates them, they turn that on that person. And that's the reason why boneheads don't dysfunction. I never say a word about anybody that hates you two. No, no, I you shouldn't. They're probably I mean, there's right. There's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason. I mean, what? I can I remember my dad's last words were get that disappointment out of here. <laughs> there's three of dark. you. I th- a little too dark. You know, well, it's better and than that's what, no, and son, the thing that is, thing's his, loaded. His dad was <laughs> his dad was uh was uh, having a flashback to when James came out. <laughs> Put it back in, some bitch has gotta bake. <laughs> oh, I was a big kid. I was I was I was pretty bad. I was over heavenly hands. Uh, I so do. Yeah. No, I, but yeah, I, 
but back to my point, and I'm very serious about this. I'm not making a joke, but that's what makes them awesome. So are they terrible couples? Yeah, I think they're a terrible couple. You see what I'm saying? That's that's what makes them awesome. That's what makes the show work. That fact that they are so terrible together, but they are still a terrible couple. I agree with Chad, though. I I do see what Chad is saying because my my threshold is if if I had a friend, I'll stop speaking there. But if I had a friend and they were were in a relationship like that, would I consider that a bad relationship for them? And I I do agree. I think that if I had, you know, if, if I knew an Al Bundy and I knew that, you know, he was going home and getting, you know, told he was a failure and all of that stuff. I'd probably be like, yeah, you probably don't need to be in that relationship. That's probably to not a wife who doesn't work, who sits there and eats, eats chocolate and watches TV all day, who does nothing and then just comes home and treats him like absolute shit. Yeah, I mean, it, they're a terrible, terrible couple. They're textbook terrible. Okay. Now, this ahead, one, Jim. my next one is one of my favorite movies. It's the best movie about high school actually one of my favorites it's fantastic john uh, john and it's on lots of lists and i can't disagree with this one i feel like they nailed it i don't know why it didn't automatically come to my head but it's bender and claire from the breakfast club and i want to i'll here i'll read it to you from lime girl 99 let's give her credit don't get me wrong i love the movie but bender bullied claire humiliated her and even sexually assaulted her and yet she still fell for him? How? I understand he was lashing out because of trouble at home, but it's entirely unrealistic that they would ever have become an item from everything he did, let alone in the space of one afternoon. No, so first off, everything about the Breakfast Club is bullshit. None of that would actually ever happen. But at the same time, with that movie in the well, way they're characters is... they're caricatures they're, they're caricatures, caricatures that are yeah. put together for one day yeah. but the fact that he pushes that story together i don't disagree with the commenters and it is on a bunch of lists and we can go on about how he does sexually assault her for the most part yes during the day and then she ends up with him yeah and i was just the, the big thing about that one and is the fact that as the as the day progresses each one of them has their set identity in school. You know, he's the criminal. Uh, yeah, they're caricatures. He, yeah, they're the characters. But as the day progresses and they break down and they become comfortable with one another, <coughs> they re- they start to see that they're not one dimensional. I agree. To them. I agree. And even though he is horrible and does all those horrible things, there is a softer side to him. And she sees that. Yeah, and I think it's a stretch. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're the most terrible couple. And I, don't get me wrong, they're not going to last. Maybe a month, maybe a two, and then they'll be back to where they things were because that's how high school works. It may. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I I don't agree with you. I if you'd have came at me with because I was thinking about this. If you came at me with looking at it from a viewpoint of twenty twenty three, and not looking at it through the lens of nineteen eighty five when the movie came out then I could probably say, yeah, it's probably slightly more believable in 85 because a lot of those things wouldn't be called, literally be called, considered assault. Right. But it's still, I, I there's a lot of things in that movie, I believe, even though, because it's, it's the genius of John Hughes of the five caricatures of stereotypes of the five, and he even lays it out for you of what the five are. 
And but the fact that he puts him, I don't. It, it never made sense that you have to put them together anyway. If they just understood each other and became friendly, it would have worked just as well. Right. It does not need to be a romantic relationship or insinuating there are because there is even a kiss. Why doesn't Anthony Michael Hall and what's her face kiss? Yeah. Why does that? Why does Emilio Estevez end up with <laughs> Ali Sheedy? I mean, yeah. Why not? Why? Why? There why was never. And see, that's the thing with, uh, oh my God, what's her names again? Judd, uh, oh, Claire. And I don't, I never remember their names. Either. Bender. Bender and Claire. Yeah. Bender and Claire. You can see why they get together because they have react. They have interactions throughout the whole movie. They talk. Ali Sheedy and Emilio Estevez's characters hardly have two words to one another, except for, she gets a big makeover at that's one of the bullshit things again that gets tons that trope where she's this nobody nerdy looking weirdo who suddenly gets a makeover and she's gorgeous and then that's what makes him interested in her is she has to completely change her character in order for him to have any feelings for her well so i mean that's kind of that's kind of how it works i mean that's when you started wearing that wig is when i started you know chasing after you no no i just no i just i just really really want to look like anna nicole smith but i you're missing two things you personality and money personality and a sense of humor and the accent and the accent and according to naked gun 33 and thirds a huge umbrella wank well, right, Gonzo really knows. Yeah, Gonzo knows. Thank you. Gonzo knows is what you're thinking. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, that's> <laughs> but I, it's on a lot of lists. And, and more and more I thought about it, the more and more I, it's like, yeah, that's a little prescribed. James. Yeah. You know, I, I I had a different one, but this one keeps circling back to my mind. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Let's go ahead and, and destroy worlds. Um, Forrest and Jenny and Forrest Gump. I agree. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Agree. I, and it never hit me as hard as it did when somebody said, switch the genders. Yep. And how would you feel about it? And as somebody pointed out, um, th- th- this is a uh, comment, switch the genders in the dorm scene, and we don't see viewers cheering when a college guy masturbates using an unwilling, intellectually disabled young woman's hand. Yep, I I completely one hundred and ten percent agree with you. And on top of that, she does nothing until she eventually gets sick and needs him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is there as a tool. He is a prop. For he her. is a prop and a tool. And he and thank God he gets his kid. Yeah, yeah. But I, it it wasn't originally on my list. But I was sitting here thinking, going, yeah, it's one of those things. And actually, that's um. No, that's the best one. You hear I, I'm about... sorry not to take anything, I'm, and I'm throwing mine in the loot. I think that's the best one of a good example of a really shitty couple. You hear about the Bechdel test uh, uh, based on uh, Alison Bechdel, who wrote uh, Funhouse and all that, about, you know, is a, can a film be considered feminist? Uh, but I, that's just a simple test you can always use. If you switch genders and you feel differently about it, it probably isn't a good relationship portrayed in film. And Joe, I, I, I was going to say this one, save this one as an honorable mention, but somebody actually made an argument, and I, I, I disagree a little bit with this one, but somebody actually made the same argument about Wally. Because when she shuts down, Wally does whatever he wants with her. 
He takes her place. Now, some people argue, well, he's protecting her, but other people are like, well, is he though? Like he has her doing what he would do with her on a date. I think they're inferring a lot, but yes, yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, uh, I, cause I watched it and I was like, oh, I, I heard that argument and I was like, oh man. So that's that maybe that's my new test. Now, if we switch the genders, would it be okay? No, that I, I'm not trying to take away from any of us, but damn, that one's a good one. Yeah. Well, there you go. I finally, it only took me this uh, 300 episodes. 292 or 93. This is what, no, I just, I finally, think, I, got right. I think that's, and it's not on a lot of lists that I saw. No, but it is a very negative relationship. I mean, he is, he's a prop. He is. Yeah. And he, and the, the real tragedy is he truly cares about it. <laughs> he loves her. Yeah. He, he yep. wants, and he wants to keep her safe and he can't. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't see him as anything but an option, a prop, uh, whatever. So, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, just, go ahead. All right. So, my last one. <clears throat> yeah, it's not, I don't think this one, there's no way this one's going to beat uh, Forrest and Jenna. Um, John McClain and Holly Gennaro McClain. That's a good one, too, Chad. I think are an absolutely terrible couple. I have no I idea why they're together. That, yeah, there's no reason for them there's to be together. There's no reason for them to be together. In I don't fact, know if you... the movie series had no reason for them to be together because I, as much as I like Bonnie Bedelia in other films, she's not in the after part two. Part two, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and part two is the only one where they're... Uh, by the way, I don't know, did this... Uh, when you did your research, did it appear on any list? None that I saw. Oh, man, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, other than part two, they're actually not together at all. Part one, they're separated because he's too hooked on his job. Part two, they're together and everything's hunky-dory. Part three, he's in New York. She's somewhere else and they're separated. And then that's it. He's alone Mm -hmm. for the remaining two films. I mean, he is just too obsessed with being a cop. And she wants some normality. And they can't normalcy. When I said normality normalcy (laughs) um we're not judging you uh so yeah uh but yeah she they are not meant to be together obviously uh and it's just con you see that through all five films because it's just he really only cares about his job Mm -hmm. i mean even in part four when they kidnap his daughter yeah he wants the daughter back but at the same time all he wants to do is kill timothy oliphant but uh um, which he best stand in line i guess <laughs> sorry <laughs> love you timothy oliphant all right, timothy oliphant's me. a great actor but you talk about miscasting oh man i forget i was watching something uh what was it oh chain reaction <laughs> chain reaction with keanu reeves and uh he uh he pays a flower delivery person to get him in and guess who the flower he did. No, no, sorry. Wrong movie. That was Michael Shannon. Forget, let's just forget this talk. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, bon, uh, Holly Gennaro and John McClain. Yeah. They just, it's just one of those examples of two people loved each other at one point, but as they've grown older, they cannot be together and die hard. Pretty much shows that okay. but through kind of like my relationship with twinkies yeah we, we we were there for each other in the beginning but i just can't i can't be with twinkies anymore 
That's and the only thing, thing that brings them together in Die Hard One is tragedy, tragedy and a very stressful environment that brings them back together. But once things die down, nope, they they just cannot be together. So yeah, that that is an example of a terrible. That is my number one example of a terrible couple, the McLeans. Got it. All right, what are your honorable mentions? There's a couple that show up if you guys want me to go first that I yeah. think people will get mad at us if we don't talk about just simply because of, and one of them is TV. I got one and I'm afraid people, I'm afraid you too and everybody else will get angry at me. Well, Ted and Robin from How I Met Your Mother, I've never really watched the show, but I want to say I've watched episodes, but I know they end up together and I know that was the big thing. I know James, your wife, was a big fan of, mm-hmm. of How I that Met Your Mother. Wife. And that was... uh that was one of those is that's the worst that makes no sense. This should have never happened kind of. Well, and, and really actually the entire, the way the show ends or the last season of the show, really, she ends up initially with uh Neil Patrick Harris character, Barney, and they're a bad couple. And uh-huh. I mean, that's actually what the show shows. They, they're, uh, he's, they're, they're not a good couple, which is why they don't work out. And then she ends up with him. But yeah, I mean, there's not, the most believable couple in that show is uh, Muppet Guy and uh, Willow. Yeah, Allison, <laughs> Allison Hannigan and J.C. Siegel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> Muppet the Guy and, and Willow and, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, um, yeah sure. No, uh, Bandcamp would have worked too, I know. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, because honestly, they have the best arc because there's these lines when they finally have a child. And it's like, can you believe we're going to be parents? But also the other part about it is that one of the best episodes of the show is when his father dies, uh, Jason mm-hmm. Siegel's character's uh, father dies, and she has to comfort him basically, and she has to, and it's done really well, and eventually sex is involved. But uh, it's also well, the only you way know, you can be comforted. So I've I, been telling I people. I think that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, Joe. But but I. Well, you I, heard me say so. I've been telling people. <laughs> um. But anyway, no, no. So no. Uh, you're absolutely right. I, I think that's uh, it was uh, so people are still mad about that and justifiably. And the other one, there's a couple, but the other one is Bella and Edward from Twilight. He is never a seen it. Don't well, about it. honestly, I, he honestly, is a creep. once again, that's another one. Switch the genders. Actually, I don't know that you need to switch the genders on that. No, it, honestly, no, when everybody when it came out, everybody kept saying it was a romantic. I was like, OK. Let's not make him 400. Let's make him 40. He's a 40-year-old hanging out at a high school. Yep. And he decides to go pick up this girl. Yep. You would have the CNN, the news helicopters flying. You would have uh, surrounded (laughs) place everywhere. But no, and so that's it. No, I agree. I I think that's... uh, and by the way, I just don't trust anybody that would be immortal and be like, you know how I'm going to spend the rest of my life? High school. Out of high school. Oh, so I don't stupid. trust that. That's weird. That guy needs help. I agree. Who's next? James? I, I'm going with another classic one. I think one of the worst relationships in history, and anybody that can make an argument that it needs to be read romantically, I have concerns about. It's Romeo and Juliet. She's 14 years old. They know each other for six days and kill each and kill themselves. Honestly, again, if it happened in reality, it would be oh my god, there'd be a dateline. There would be, uh, and it would be who manipulated who more, and all of that stuff. And quite frankly, if you read it, Romeo, I mean, he's interested in Juliet, 
and she's interested in him, but they're also interested in other things too. And it's just one of those things of that's not romantic. That is, you knew each somebody six days and decide, well, I'm gonna kill myself. I mean, to me, it's best read as a farce. As I mean, it's 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 tragic, but it's a tragic farce. It's nobody should be like, oh, I've known somebody six days. It's either them or nothing. It's not yeah. as funny. It's not as funny as Titus Andronicus. Sorry. Oh no, Titus Andronicus is actually my favorite Shakespeare. Same here. A doubt. It's just it's perfect. It's true torture. Yep. Um But yeah, they've known each other six days. She's fourteen. He's we never get an exact age, but he's young. And it's just one of those things that that's not romantic. I mean, no more than Twilight is to me. It's just weird. And so um, that's a bad couple. Yeah. Because honestly, I mean, quite frankly, in any other relationship, if somebody told me, if I can't have you, I'm going to kill myself. And if I care about that person, I'm going to be like, no, 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 you're not. No, no, no. You keep living. That's what a relationship should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a Jim Jones type situation. All right, Chad. So this is the one that might get people irritated, but I don't think uh, they're. Here, let me practice now. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Go ahead. Uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy. No, that's actually that was on a few lists. That was on a few lists. Oh, is it? Yep, I saw it on a few lists. Now I've read very long lists though, so I don't know if Joe saw it, but I I, I saw it on a few lists because probably for exactly the reason you're going to say is it's not mutual. It's not. No, yeah. Miss Piggy is absolutely insane for Kermit, and Kermit doesn't want anything to. But she's insane for Kermit, but completely self-centered at the same time. Yeah, and that's that's hard to pull off, but she does it so well. Right. Yeah, and she wants she wants what she wants, and if Kermit can't deliver, he gets knocked across the room. I mean, there's nothing safe. Oh my God, is Kermit a prop, a la Jenny (laughs) (laughs) and Forrest? <laughs> so you're At saying least... Miss Piggy has HIV? I mean, ah, probably not. I now, wouldn't eat that bacon from some dirty, dirty hippie. <laughs> scooter. Oh no, not scooter. Oh, it's, that's how it happens, Chad. Can we do like what's the name? Lou, Lulu. Oh, the guy with those fish. No, not Lou Zealand. L- Lou. <laughs> not Lou Zealand. <laughs> no, he's he's a solitary scooter. man. He just throws fish. Isn't he? It would, definitely wouldn't be Pepe. Oh no, 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 Pepe. not Pepe. No, Pepe no. will betray his own kind though, because he did work for Long John Sel- Silver selling prawns and fish. Okay. For a while. I mean, he did. Okay. He did. <laughs> yeah. Now, right. now you could have an entire backstory. Maybe he had to do it, and that's how he got saved from being made into you know. But I don't know. I don't know. But no, you're right. You're right. That's a good one. Yeah, Kermit and Miss Piggy. All right. Anybody, anything else? No. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Tune in next week. Get out of my house.